Hello and welcome to the Sunnydale Diaries, a podcast where I, Sean, and my friend Melanie Hello. are watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've seen them many times. Melanie has not. Mm-mm. And we're going to be discussing the episodes and various related topics. So this is episode four. Teacher's pet. Did you, Were you ever a teacher's pet? Yes. When? <laughs> My whole life. Yeah. No, I mean, probably not. But uh, I'd say fifth grade was the year that I was definitely a teacher's pet. What did you do that made you a teacher's pet? I don't know. I think that teacher probably just saw that I needed some extra attention to help me blossom into the person I am. And so I was like really smart. But that year I was also very popular, which I think was because that teacher was very popular and he gave me some attention. So Ooh, okay. it was a good year. How about high school? <laughs> was I a teacher's pet in high school? I don't think so. Um, I don't know that I cared to be a teacher's pet in high school. I had found my tribe at that point and was just, you know, having a good time. Right. You? Um, I wouldn't say same thing. And not not teacher's pet. Um, I only had my favorite teachers. Uh, I always I always liked the English teachers, except for one. Um, one of them I had the same English teacher for. 10th and 11th grade so uh, we really got to know each other that long after that long and uh he was talking about something in a book we were reading and there was a line about like the kid being called a degenerative dirtbag and i had my hand up to question to ask a question and he said and speaking of degenerative dirtbag (gasps) sean has a question no and then from then on like like the rest of the year we just kept like sparring with each other with words yeah yeah, bantering and that was good. And he was he was also like the teacher advisor over the newspaper, which I was part of. Okay. So he was a good guy, All Mr. Right. Russo. I liked him. Yep. And my my favorite teacher was my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Noble, and um, he was just great. That was a great year. It was a lot of fun. That was the year where I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast where we did um, uh, Mr. Rogers. He just had us watch Mr. Rogers for a couple days, and then at the end of the week we had a Mr. Rogers contest where you got to. Do your Mr. Rogers impression and win a prize. And he always did fun things like that. But he was also, I remember he was very serious about like discipline. And when we first started in his class, he made us sit and it's like we had to go sit down. I don't know what they call it now, crisscross applesauce. And um, with very straight posture, that was called sitting position. And if we did something wrong, we all had to come and sit on the carpet in sitting position. I don't know what we thought was going to happen. <laughs> but anyway, he was a great teacher. Huh. All right. Did I ever tell you that I met Mr. Rogers? No. I did. I was in Orlando and I was at a grocery store in Winter Park where I guess he lived in his later years. And um, the girl, that cashier, she, when we were cashing out, she's like, oh my gosh, did you just see that was Mr. Rogers? He was in front of you in line. I was like, what? I mean, because Mr. Rogers had a huge impact on my life. Right. And I left the person I was with. And I was like, get my change. And I ran outside and he was outside waiting for his ride. And I, I went over and I to him and I said you know thank you so much for all your you know great lessons in life and I really looked up to you and um and I I don't remember if I hugged him or shook his hand but either way there was physical contact and I was like holy moly Mr. Rogers and he told me I was a kind lady and I was like well if there's heaven I'm getting it Mr. Rogers calls me a kind lady man oh my gosh did you cry afterwards no but I was very excited I'm sure that's very excited that is very cool yes all right back on track okay um in college, uh, who was your favorite professor and why? 
Did you have one? No. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, I don't even know that I remember. I had a very weird teacher in um, in college. He was my sci-fi literature teacher. He was very weird. Fitting, I suppose, for the teacher of that topic. But no, I don't really remember many of my college teachers. Hmm. You? I have a couple that I liked. Um, my intro to psychology teacher, she was just very nice and approachable. Yeah. And something that I liked that she did, like in order for us to get like the maximum amount of credit, we had to volunteer for the grad students' experiments. Mm. And we could pick which ones we want to do. It's so like not everybody did like the, the pain tolerance where you're shoving your hand into ice cold water. Yeah. But I thought it was just very interesting. And, and like I did a bunch of them just because I had a really bad schedule that uh, first semester. So I was just hanging out on campus a lot with nothing to do. I did some experiments. We did those, but you got paid for them. I did one where it was like a an IQ study or something, and um, my roommate and I both went because we were, you know, cash poor at the time. And uh, it was all these different uh, sensory tests, like you know, uh, you know, you had to smell different things and identify them and do all the. I don't know. The guy was like upset because he's like, "You, you guys are like perfectly normal." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the things you do for money in college. Mm -hmm. What about a least favorite teacher from from pre-college, high school or elementary? Yes, I had several of those. Um, not because, oh no, I did have one. Oh my gosh, in middle school, I had, I was in chorus. And I remember, his name was Mr. Long, calling you out, Mr. Long. Um, and he was new to the school and he was teaching, I remember I was in alto, and he was teaching the Sopranos their part. And I think I took out my nail file and I was filing my nails. <laughs> In the wrong. Fine, I admit that. But he called me out, made me stand up, and said, sing the alto part. And then I didn't. I was like, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. He hadn't taught us the part or I don't know, whatever. And he was like, you know, gave me, like, embarrassed me in front of the whole class. I was like, that was totally uncalled for. He threw a lot of tantrums in that class. I think he ended up getting fired. Oh, wow. I know. And you, uh, Mr. Long. And you would think like somebody in like the arts like that, like band or chorus teacher is... <sighs> Very sensitive. Well, sensitive, <laughs> yes, but not like throwing tantrums. Mm-hmm. Huh. I also had a teacher. She wasn't like one of my least favorites, but she she had a breakdown in our class uh, in chemistry, my uh, advanced chemistry class. And uh, I don't know what it was. I have a friend who remembers all the words she said when she, when it was happening, but I know I just know that she had a breakdown. She stormed out of class, and we were all sitting there like, "Oh my gosh, what just happened?" And uh, another teacher came in and told us that we had driven her mad. <laughs> wow, that takes skill. But yet, um, no, like other than that, I mm, no, I don't really think I had any like awful mm. mean teachers or anything. Mm. You? I had one. You know, the same thing. It wasn't really awful, but one thing he did as sticks in my mind he was my 11th grade history teacher mr mcguire and we apparently the whole class did pretty bad on a test mm -hmm. um and he walked to the door shut the door and then proceeded to scream at us like not not like a rager voice even like absolute bellowing at us that we were stupid how did this happen like like so much so that it was scary like, now that you're an adult in a professional role, do you think about that and think, what must have that person been going through as a human being 
to have reached that point. <laughs> yes. Because there have been many, many times, as you know, since we work together, yeah. that I have been frustrated. I have been angry. Yes. I I cannot think of a time I've ever yelled at work. You might have wanted to, but oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying is what what are those like that my, my chemistry teacher and your teacher, what were they? What happened? Man. Gary. That's a bad day. Yeah. That's yeah. a bad day. <laughs> And, then, and I kind of liked it before that, but after that, it was like, nope, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Right. Um, heading more into the theme of the episode, did you ever have a crush on any of your teachers? Yes. There was a science teacher in high school. He came in. He was like a brand new, so he wasn't even that much older than us. I think a lot of the girls had a crush on him. And then when I was my first year of college, I had, he was a TA but, oh, he was very cute. I definitely had a crush on him. And I attended many of his uh, after-class sessions just so I could moon. <laughs> Did you make a move? No. No. <laughs> I feel like all, at least in like elementary and high school, all of my teachers were older. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, probably 40. So, oh, I was going to say 30. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, a lot of them... Like I remember my in my uh, high school yearbook, almost every teacher was retiring or close to it because they had like a spread on the retiring teachers. So I think it was just a weird cycle that I just got the the older ones. Mm. So no, no, there, I can't think of one that like I had an inkling. There was a a Spanish student teacher um, that I had in eighth grade that most of the guys were attracted to. Because it was a woman, and I remember she was teaching, and all of a sudden, a button from her blouse popped oh open, God. and it was a little inappropriate for a second. <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing really for me that I could think of. I am um, so no spoilers for this episode, but so the teacher in this episode, the stuff she's wearing, it's like, well, obviously, boy, the boys would like her. I did have a teacher in high school who she um, was very fashionable. She was probably at the time in her late thirties, early forties. And I remember she got in trouble because she wore a leather skirt, a black leather skirt. I mean, it wasn't like a mini skirt or anything. It was just a, a very nice black leather skirt. And she got in trouble. And she told us about it. And, um, you know, crazy. So, you know, I don't know. And now I see, not, not that I think there's anything wrong with it, but when I see, like, teachers on TikTok or yeah. Instagram or something, I feel like they're dressed very casually. Yeah. Which, I mean, again, I don't... I don't see a problem with a teacher wearing jeans, but I don't remember it ever happening, you know, in my school. Yeah, I think a lot of my teachers wore jeans. <laughs> we were in Florida, though. You know, it was yeah. very casual here. That's true. That's anywhere you go. Uh, so heading into Teacher's Pet. Yeah. You had to, like, sum up your thoughts on this episode in one sentence. I'm curious. Um, ew. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's not even a sentence. Ew, bugs. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It was, it was, it was gross. I'm not a, I'm not a bug fan. Anything with like claws, that's that small. It's not even like there were a lot of bugs in the episode. It yeah. was like you saw some little bugs and then the giant, you know, the giant bug, which mm -hmm. was awful. But yeah. When I was in my last, of bugs. Yeah, when I was in my last semester of college, one of the classes I had to take was parasitology, mm. and we had to look at all the, you know, well, like a lot of like the microscopic stuff, but then all like bugs, like you know, fleas and lice and stuff under the microscope. I Gross. did not did not like that. Class. Gross. Not a fan. Not a fan. So the episode starts out with uh, screaming at the bronze. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> yes. They opened it. I was like, ah! <laughs> yes. 
and uh, I I did not remember this one. I know no. I know I have seen it, but it's been a long time. So uh, I noticed that um, Buffy seemed pretty uh, smitten with Xander. Yeah, an obvious dream sequence. Yeah, <laughs> she was definitely very um, damsel in distress, mooning over Xander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a vampire attacking, and Xander just grabs the leg of a chair. Yes. And my note is, is like, how crappy are those chairs that you can just rip <laughs> off? Like, like, I think it's like a wooden chair. They're pretty hefty. That's a season one chair. That is very true. Yes. That's like the the chair equivalent of the vampires from the pilot. Yes. They just disappear. What I got out of the dream sequence is it kind of made me laugh. Um, uh, TV tropes and uh, movie tropes of a guy who doesn't, uh, an actor who obviously doesn't play a guitar trying to mimic playing a guitar. Shredding it. Shredding it. But yeah, I'm like, oh my goodness. Bad. Another um, poor, poor stake aiming moment. Oh, yeah. I noticed when he threw the chair leg. Yeah. Uh, it was like lower right abdomen. <laughs> So, like, I mean, if you're trying to get the appendix, I think yeah, you yeah, did, but, yeah. like, how did that get through? Like, who, how did... It, it was a dream. Yeah, that's true. You got to cut him some slack. Yeah. Then he woke up in, in class. Yes, and she's like, you have drool. He didn't have any drool. No. They didn't even have prop drool. There mm. was no drool, but yeah. Did you ever fall asleep in class? Um, Not to that extent. I'm sure I've nodded off in a math class or two. <laughs> Yeah, I, I nodded off once. Um, my parents had watched Hellraiser 2 the <gasps> night before. Oh. And I was not, I'm not a fan of the gory horror movies. Um, and that was one of them. And I watched it with them. And, and then I didn't sleep that night. Mm. And I nodded off a little bit in Earth Science because my teacher briefly turned into Pinhead. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then I really know I'm awake. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> and you had that adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. You were awake for a while. Yep. The, uh... Doctor, was, was it Doctor Rogers? I think the teacher. His, yeah, Gregory. Doctor Gregory. I, yeah, I'm thinking of Mister Rogers from before. That's why <laughs> he was wearing a lab coat. I was like, why is he wearing a lab coat? I wondered the same thing. I thought about that. I can't remember any of my science teachers wearing a lab coat. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're in a like a class where you're doing chemistry experiments or something, mm-hmm. perhaps you want to be wearing a lab coat so you don't get any chemicals on yourself. If you're if you're in track track A from the last episode, <laughs> right. mixing together the chemicals as opposed to That's the progress right. section, That's right. you need a lab coat. Yes. I noticed he assigned chapters six through eight. That's a thought, lot. That's a that's exactly what I wrote. That's, that's a, lot. a lot. And so seemingly they would have this class every day, right? They're supposed to yeah. go home and read six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. three chapters in one night. Man, yeah. I hope they're short chapters. I, I know. And I, they're all about ants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my uh my uh take on this scene is uh is uh first uh the fashion buffy fashion she's wearing i can't wear to tell what she's wearing but i find a lot of scenes she's got like some kind of pastel or a bright color and then dark black high boots yes <sighs> I mean, is that i is that 90s that must be a 90s thing i mean i was around in the 90s i don't remember i mean i certainly wasn't that age but i don't know were you in, I know you lived in California briefly. Were you in California in the 90s? Yes, right. it was in the okay. early 90s, 1991. Right. So, so if it came around in California, then uh, it was after you left. Yes. Uh, I noticed that when uh, Dr. Gregory was talking to Buffy, he brought up the uh, burning down the gymnasium again. Yes. I've, Yes, and that and that principal Flutie had shown him her her permanent record. Okay, 
why would he have cause to do that? Like, are they just sitting around in, in the teacher's lounge like, oh, let me show you this kid's record? I didn't. That's a good question. Um, maybe because she, if she was a transfer student, if it wasn't the first day at school, maybe you're a teacher getting somebody new you want to see. I, I'm so everybody gets here. a peek. Everybody, they call, especially if it's a troubled student, <laughs> he's going to call them all into his office and go, okay, here's a file on this girl. Keep in mind, it was the late 90s. It was before HIPAA. So, like, I you guess. Know, all the health stuff was all I over guess. there. I guess. And I'm the other stretching. thing is, like, the whole idea of a permanent record. I was talking to my husband when he walked in when I was watching this. I was like, the permanent record? Like, what the permanent record? They always threaten you with that darn permanent record. Do you think it followed you out of school? Do you think there really is a permanent record? I think there probably was something that, you know, stayed within the that, school you know, like system. District. I don't think it's as... Like, Melanie, you stole that kid's umbrella in first grade. <laughs> I don't think it's as detailed as that, honestly. I think it's probably just, like, report cards, you know, maybe, like, some... Burning like, down a gymnasium. Yeah, so that I would want in there, honestly. <laughs> like, like, if any, like, major disciplinary things. But, yeah. like, but probably some good stuff, too. Like, you know, any letters of, like, accommodation from the principal, if you ever got something like that. But they always threaten you with it, and... They really did. Maybe, uh, maybe a tomorrow. Is that still a thing? It's all online. I'll tell you that. I'm sure it is still a thing. But uh, it's... Willow would know. <laughs> she could bring she it could hack. Yep. She could hack it. Maybe tomorrow I'm going to look and see if I can find out a way to contact my school and get my yeah, permanent, permanent record. record. Your permanent record is in a cobwebby box in a basement <laughs> somewhere. Where was somewhere? I think it was a job I was applying to where I had to go back and get my high school transcripts. I'm like, Really? And they did it, so I guess they still had the record. That's crazy. I also noted about uh, he was using the slide projector. Yes. I, I don't remember a lot of... I know they were used, but I don't remember a lot of classes where we used slides. Art history. I was just about to say, art history was one. Art history is the only one I remember. Otherwise, it was overhead projector mm -hmm. or film strip. Right. And then when, in my junior and senior, senior year, that's when they switched to using PowerPoint for all the lectures. Oh. And that... that yeah, I don't think PowerPoint was a thing well, <laughs> for I mean, me. It, it probably existed, some you know, basic so. version in DOS, you know. <laughs> I, I think something probably was there. <laughs> but I didn't like that because like you could you could print out the slides and bring them to class, but then I like felt I didn't need to take notes because all the info um, was on the PowerPoint, but then I did not absorb it. Yeah. So I switched to the uh, the note version with the lines next to them. Oh, yeah. And I would still take notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. good. Um, then we go to a big bug leg. Yes, takes uh, takes a Dr. Big Gregory. Puppet bug. Mm -hmm. Yep. Glasses break. Yes, they broke perfectly, didn't they? He mm -hmm. must have had like real glass in those glasses. Mm -hmm. I felt I feel a little bad for Buffy because like he really seemed like he believed in her, mm -hmm. and I don't think she got a lot of that from a lot of her other teachers. Okay. Yeah, because burning down. She was sad. She was sad. She was sad. Um, credits then. Yep. In the bronze, I noted that the, uh, the song was Already Met You by Superfine. Okay. That's pretty good. I actually like that. Yeah, you like, like that, that one? Song. Yeah. yeah. I want to know, so poor Xander, he, they just treat him so poorly. Yeah. Why? What's wrong with Xander? I mean, I'm not down with the kids anymore, but, you know, like, he seems like a pretty average, normal dude, and he's not like a, you know got any weird deformity or anything but what what is it about him that makes him so like the butt of the joke well i know that joss whedon has said that he wrote xander as kind of like how he was oh 
in in high school so i think that's part of it oh. and yeah i agree because I mean, he he's you know back then someone good looking um but yeah he's very yeah. much like he gets picked on a yeah. lot yeah from, you know from the guys from the girls yeah i don't know i can't figure it out um the other thing i wanted to talk about was um blaine blaine with a y <laughs> major appliance um <laughs> He looks like that guy on TikTok that you like that does the British guy that does the drinks. Oh yeah, he the polite like guy. Him. And I was like, oh, this is where it stems from. I think it's Nicholas Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. you're like that guy. He does. He huh. looks like, or I guess Nicholas Hamilton looks like Blaine. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Blaine. Blaine. That's, That's a not name. a name. It's yeah. <laughs> a major appliance. The only other Blaine I could think of was uh, Darren Chris's character on Glee oh, was named oh, Blaine. I would have known that one. Yeah. I'm going further back to Pretty in Pink. And this episode was directed by Bruce Seth Green, which I thought, that's an interesting Seth Green. Mm-hmm. Mm, Bruce I, Seth, Seth Green. I, you know, I never looked to see if there was any um, any relation between him and Seth Green. Mm. He, he does direct a lot. I, that name is very familiar. I did not like the shirt that Xander was wearing. It was like green, brown, and orange, and horizontally striped. Yeah. It, just, I don't think it was, was kind of retro looking. It was right. It was kind of right. 70s colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, like the 70s bar we were at this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Angel. Yeah, so what I wrote is, what's up with Angel? <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, he seems like, I mean, I know Angel eventually is such a huge part of this show and has his own show. I know this. Right. But at this point, I'm like, the way they're introducing him, he seems very um, superfluous. Like, what is the point of Angel? He's just kind of like... Like, he just kind of pokes his head in and goes, I'm Angel, and he's out. Right. You know, he says, like, two things, and he's out. I Is he agree. necessary? I don't know. I feel like they could have done that better. I, I agree. Uh, it does get better yeah. pretty soon. Okay. I think we're only a few episodes away from that. Um, I, I thought it was funny that, they, that, I think it was Andrew said, he's buff. And I'm like, they could think of a different <laughs> word than buff, considering the show was buffy. <laughs> and then he gave Buffy's jacket. His nice leather jacket. Yeah, he just gave it to her and left. But it's okay. He obviously had another nice jacket because mm. in the next scene he had a nice jacket on. Oh yeah, that's true. Did, um, I, did you ever have anybody give you their jacket? My now husband. Okay. And I bought him a leather jacket our first Christmas together. Aww. But I don't think anyone else. I feel like I have offered it to two girls that that's I've been nice. with when they were cold. When I was in high school, the boy that I had a big crush on, we went to a party and he had this big, you know. It was the, I'm like Kevin Thornton on, on TikTok. It was the 80s. <laughs> and he had this big oversized, uh, I don't know if it was a suit jacket. It was a big coat. And uh, he used to wear it with a t-shirt. He was very cool to me. And uh, yeah, he let me take his jacket that night. And it smelled like his cologne. Aww. One man show from Jay-Z Benny. <laughs> I, I was going to say Noir. No, no, this is pre-Dracar. <laughs> I, um, I completely missed... Angel and Buffy's conversation where you know he got sliced and she, she said with a fork. Yeah. I missed all of that. So then when the fork vampire shows up yeah. or they're talking about it, I'm like, Fork, what did I miss? I had to go back. Actually I had to Google the plot because I didn't want to rewind. It was more of a uh, meat shredder. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I need those. You know, I need meat claws, yeah, 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 yeah. I was making good. this weekend. I was making uh, something with pork and I had to shred it. Yeah. And it's not fun to do with two forks. Um, I've seen where you can take your mixer, your stand mixer, and you can just do it with that. That's true. I've done that Or a chicken. hand, you know, electric hand mixer. Yeah, you that, yeah. I don't have to do it with a hand mixer. Yeah, there you go. See, I don't like You learn everything on this podcast. Yes. Yep. Life hack. Uh, anything else with the prompt? No. 
So back at the school mm-hmm. again, Xander wearing like a brown velvet. <laughs> Yeah, he was. He was wearing. So when I saw Buffy's first outfit um, in the science class with the big black boots, and I was like, she is her skirt. It was kind of shiny. And I thought, is that the lore? And then when I saw Xander's shirt, I was like, what is it in this show with the shiny clothes? <laughs> I don't Yeah, that was very 70s retro, too, his shirt. Mm. You didn't like that one? Uh, I don't know if it was the. I think it was, it was the combination of the color and the texture. Brown, brown velvet. Mm-hmm. Not, not good. Not, not working for me. You wore brown velvet. <laughs> ew, ew, ew. <laughs> we get some eerie, I wrote down, this is probably not right, Egyptian pipe music is what I, I wrote. I wrote pan flute mystery woman. That's much better. <laughs> Zamphir and the pan flute. <laughs> so you know something's up with her. Mm-hmm. And again, dressed very inappropriately for yeah. And then she uh, she asks where the science class is, and Xander's completely lost. Science 109. Mm-hmm. Did you have numbers like that for your classes? They weren't science 109. 109. It was, it was like 109. physics. I have physics in room 109. Yes. Yeah, you know, they, were not a, <laughs> yeah. they were not a sign. Yeah. Uh, and then Blaine shows up again. Blaine. Yeah. To walk her down. Um, Xander made a comment. Uh, it's funny when the earth never opens up and swallows you up like you wanted to. <laughs> it would. That's some foreshadowing. <laughs> yes. Yes, and then her first uh, matter to discuss in class is the praying mantis. Mm-hmm. And they have the very uh, subtle, eerie music behind when she's talking about that. And it's like, oh, but, praying mantis. Was that the pan flute, too? No, that, it was not pan flute. It was just eerie. Okay. Um, cafeteria next. <laughs> yes. My note, hot dog surprise. What? What do you think hot dog surprise is? I think it was just beans and franks. Ew. I don't like that either. What? I'm not a Beans fan. Oh, <laughs> man. That was like our Friday night dinner, Beans and Franks. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, my mom made it. Oh, I'm yeah. I had to eat it. With but... some Lipton onion soup mix in there. Mm. Oh, good stuff. My note from the scene is Cordelia <laughs> saying that she needs to get her medically <laughs> prescribed lunch. lunch. <laughs> And and what school uh, is the kid just gonna walk into the behind the you know the inner workings of the cafeteria and open up the freezer themselves? Right. Uh, that my, my my exact words were Cordelia. But yeah. <laughs> what do you suppose that lunch is? Mm. Salad. I think it's a medically salad. prescribed salad. salad. Yep. <laughs> she it was probably organic before organic. With the and thing. she couldn't just carry that in a little uh, lunch. Lunch bag. It was a stretch just to get her to open the fridge. I suppose. Or freezer. Yes. And who's in the freezer? Dr. Gregory. But not his head. But, okay, but the way they shot it, it was like, they didn't even bother with a, like, headless body prop model. They just shot him from the neck down. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't even do, like, a wide shot to show you that there was no head. You just took it on their their words that there was no head. I liked her scream. I thought it was a very good scream that she gave. (laughs) The next thing that I have was Buffy at the park. At least she climbed the fence this time instead of jumping over it. Remember in the pilot where, where she yes. jumped pilot for yes. her? Yes, yes. She just jumps yes. completely over it. Now she climbed a little bit. Yes, and she meets the two homeless guys. There used to be three homeless guys in Sunnydale, but now there's just two because mm-hmm. one got killed. We heard. Very, um, they were very uh, non uh, aggressive homeless guys mm-hmm. and very stereotypical yes with the bottle and yes. The yes 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 yeah. yes yes oh and so okay so and then she um meets the fork guy the fork vampire mm-hmm. and the fighting what my note was um i i love her fighting noises they're almost like tennis noises uh-huh. ah, ah, ah. <laughs> maybe like horn noises i don't know <laughs> 
<laughs> now that I'm making those noises. But I wonder, does she like have to go back after and do like ADR to to insert all those noises, or is that really her? Or I don't know. I think it's her, only because it's pretty consistent throughout the series. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's ADR, it's ADR. afterwards. One of my other um, pet peeves, and not just in this show, but in a lot of shows, is. Um, people who like they show up and they're out of breath already she hasn't even she just got to the cemetery and she's like ah, okay now we're gonna do <laughs> yes that's that's a good one there is uh i'll save it for the uh the season one finale but there is another breath related thing oh yeah that drive but even now i'm getting angry just thinking about <laughs> it because it's just stupid yeah okay uh, and then we go so she meets the fort guy and there's some fighting and then um, Miss French is walking home with her bag of groceries and the fork guy's afraid of her. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's um, Bugs. <laughs> She's obsessed. Or I don't know. You know, always when they have a grocery bag in a show like this, there's just a styrofoam in that bag. Oh, yeah. It, there's no way that bag would be that light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next thing that I had is now we're back to school. Yeah. She's walking down the hallway with Mr. Flutie. And he made a comment about we're sensitive to wrong touching. And I was like, what was going on in this school? That was stranger danger. My my uh, thing was about Mr. Flutie is like, man, this is the most hands-on principal ever. He knows everything, uh, every student, everything that's going on. You were one of the five people that saw that thing. I don't think I ever spoke personally to any of my principals mm-hmm. in school. Nope. But this guy is talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. You saw the body, you had to see the counselor. Yes. <laughs> and you had to miss a, bi- a biology, or I'm assuming that class is biology, a biology quiz to do it. Oh, yep. That wouldn't fly. Forced therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a weird school. Yeah. Did you ever have to see the school counselor? <clears throat> yes. Okay. We'll leave um, it there. Ha- that may have no, been inappropriate. In, no, in, in middle school, um, they, I don't know, it was like some middle school social program and they made us i don't know how if everybody had to do it or they just picked out several kids i don't know but i just know that i had to go to a portable and there was a counselor there and it was me and some other kids like three other kids and we had to do these exercises where we talked about um, our perceptions of each other and we had to write little cards of how do you describe these people and these were middle school is hard it's a hard time for everybody it was really hard for me and these are kids that gave me a hard time at some point in school and they like wrote really nice things about me and i was like yeah okay (laughs) but yeah they made us go to this thing i don't know you know it was the 80s it was the 80s when you said you had to write things about each other i thought of that office episode where they write like stereotypes on cards and they're holding them up to describe it. That's a person I thought you meant. Like, oh, this is gonna be cheesy. No, no, it was like you know what? How do you three words to describe Melanie? You know, sweet, shy, nice. You know, and I was like, yeah, you guys just tripped me up in the hallway three weeks ago. But yeah, we so we had guidance counselors, but I don't know. I don't remember anyone actually going to them for any kind of guidance. Like, we had to see them every year when we wanted to register for, like, classes for the next year. Yeah. But I'm assuming they provided some kind of psychological help. But I don't know. Maybe it's a New York thing. We're just too tough. But I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't think anybody ever used yeah. them. But they were there. They I had a free there. pass to go visit the guidance counselor whenever I wanted. I'm telling you, I was I had issues. <laughs> Middle school was the Middle worst. Middle school's hard. It's a hard age. Six of so... I was right in that transition when it used to be, at least in New York, it was elementary school through sixth grade, then junior high, seventh and eighth, then high school, ninth through twelfth. 
And my year, I think, was the first year where they changed junior high to middle, and you did sixth, seventh, eighth in that school. Yeah. Sixth grade was fine, I think, because that was still a leftover of elementary. But man, seventh and eighth were horrible. Yeah. I hated those two years. Yeah, it's hard. Not a good time. Ch ch changes. For anybody listening to this who's in those grades, it gets better. It gets better. High school, you're going to find your group. Yes. You're going to find your tribe. Exactly. Yep. Yes. <laughs> middle schoolers listening to our hey you never know you never know <laughs> all right maybe my niece will find it oh yeah maybe um so buffy missed the quiz she's looking through the window of the class oh yeah 180 degree neck rotation yeah baby that was awesome that was awesome nobody else saw that no uh, they were all very <laughs> focused on their quiz xander was all flustered when she you know whispered i think you meant to pick d yeah, that was a little weird, too. That's why they're so sensitive to wrong touching. <laughs> <laughs> they got teachers like that. Um, next thing that I have... Oh, no, sure. It was, she, you, you meant pollination. <laughs> yes, and that made me think of reproduction. Free, free, free Same. Yep. Next thing that I had was, she's eating her lunch yes. and with a jar of mayo. I'm assuming it's mayo. It's a white Assume substance. the same. Do you bring a jar? With you? So, yeah, so what is this? And he comes in and she's like, oh, I was just fixing myself a snack. Never. No. No. <laughs> if you're fixing yourself a snack, you're pulling out a granola bar right. or something, some peanut butter crackers. You are not pulling out a jar of mayo and making yourself a sandwich. Yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't like that. I noticed that Ms. French has a, a weird accent that comes and goes. Yes. Okay. Well, same. But it wasn't just me. And I did look up the actress and she's like South African something. And I was like, oh, maybe that was just her natural accent coming through. Okay. Huh. I didn't think of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to place it. And yeah. Okay. I can hear that. But then it's, it definitely comes and goes. Yeah. Um. Cricket sandwich. Yum. That was gross. Yum. And, you know, she's trying to, like, fold the bread over. The crickets are running away. Like, so, and then the other thing. So, she's got the mayo out, and she knows Xander is coming to class. Like, what is she going to do if he stayed? Like, if she says, oh, I'm fixing a snack. Can I make something for you? <laughs> what would she have done if she went, if he said, yeah, I'm hungry? Like, she going to bust out the, open the Tupperware of crickets and say, here, have some? Maybe she has, like, a, another one just in case somebody walks in, like, full of Oscar Mayer bologna. I don't just know. Just in case. I guess. Bologna? Oh, we also learn Xander's middle name. Lavelle. Lavelle. Oh, Lavelle. Lavelle, which I looked up to see if it was anything in French. It's not. It's okay. just Lavelle. That, that makes Does a that come up again Lavelle. at some point? So. No, it was just a little tidbit, a little and that, morsel. And that's like one of those things when you, you like go to trivia specific to like a TV show and you're like, oh, I watched the show. I, I know it. And then they say things like, what was Xander's middle name yep. from that one episode? Yep. But I think that's going to stick with me now. All right. In the library. Back in the library. Willow's, Willow's hacking. She's doing her thing. Blake's mom called 911. <laughs> no, you're not getting that. No. My note for it was Giles's friend who has degrees in entomology and mythology. <laughs> like, what are you thinking in college when those are your, those are your degrees? What are you going to do with that? Besides go mad. Yeah, you're somebody who wants to go mad, do research, and teach. Like, there's there's no... Well, the entomology, I guess, has some practical I guess. But... I wrote he's living in a van somewhere. <laughs> I, 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 would, I wouldn't mind yeah. learning more about mythology, but not enough to get a degree in it. That's, no. that's a lot. It's a lot of, like, you know, Zeus doing doing stuff with people. With bugs. With, with bugs, yeah. yes. 
when he made the call, Giles, I have a transatlantic call to make. Yes. Not a need to make a phone call. No. I have a transatlantic <laughs> call to make. Well, so that was clear that who he's calling. He had to make it very clear. Mm. He did say, though, going back to his friend, he said, he, so basically he studied bugs and fairy tales. And I was like, okay, so you're going to call him? What? I don't get the fairy tale uh, aspect of this uh, episode, the plot. I mean, I could see why he'd call him for the bug part. But why? Yeah, what was the whole mythology, and was there a mythological component to this whole plot? Not that I saw. Okay, all right. I mean, he could have just called up the college entomology department and asked them about praying mantis, mm-hmm. right? Or he could have taken advantage of Willow and used Alta Vista. Or he could or have FGs. taken advantage of the books in the library like that's, Buffy did. That's true. What you that. <laughs> <laughs> On the other thing, I was like, um, that's a pretty small library, isn't it? It is. All right. Yeah, mine was like, I would say like a third of the first floor of the school yeah, was yeah, our it's our, small. our school was square and the library was in the middle. Yeah, but it was big. Yeah, it's like just another classroom space or something. I don't know. Okay, so then Xander goes over to her house, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and that's where it becomes very inappropriate because mm-hmm. not only is she wearing that low cut dress, but she gives him a martini. I, and I'm telling you now, uh, let's assume he's 17. Yeah. 17 year old is not going to like a martini. <laughs> yeah, but he wants to put up a good front because mm-hmm. she's, you know, beautiful and, and he wants to. I don't know what he thinks he's going to do. He's going to do it. Yeah. He yeah. um, he did a good job drinking it. Yeah, one swig. Yeah. That was pretty good. I can't do that now. No, I don't think I could either. Uh, and I think that she said, like, I have to be home. Or like, I, I have 30 minutes before my conference. So, and she was going to run home and you know, get whatever it was she needed to get. So in those 30 minutes, she got home, mm-hmm. changed, mm-hmm. made him. That's a lot happening in that time. It was a very romantic setting. It was. Yeah. He was. She was seducing She him. was seducing him. Although I don't think she needed to go through all of that to <laughs> seduce the 17-year-old virgin. No, no. She, <laughs> she couldn't even wear jeans and a sweatshirt. I <laughs> 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 have some Hawaiian punch. <laughs> All right, so then anyway, and then he says, your hands are really serrated. (laughs) And then he passes out. Because not only was it a martini, it was a roofied martini. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there were roofies back then, but whatever. It was something like that. She crossed up some better. She slipped him a Mickey. Yes. Poor Xander. Yes. Unconscious. That's the the, uh, subtitle of this episode. Poor Xander. Yeah. There are other episodes like that. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the library. We always go back to the library. Yeah. We need a jingle for that. <laughs> I'll get on that. Um, when he, he's making his transatlantic call. Yeah. And he said, well, unlock his cell and unstrap him. Yes. I'm like, what is going on with this poor guy? I mean, he's, he's mad. Yeah, but... he's in a mental facility. Oh, I didn't think of it like that. I thought he was... They were... So he's restrained. Okay, that makes complete sense. I thought he was just like with the other watchers. And they just had him oh, like... Oh. Like, no, I think he's... In, I thought he was in the hospital. But yeah, some guy calling, they're going to unstrap him and get him on the phone. Right? He, he was pretty firm. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not gonna happen. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything else there. But back in the dungeon, she takes you out of your. Blaine says this. She takes you out of your cage and ties you up. But she doesn't really have hands anymore, unless she switches back. She did change, and then when she after she roofied Xander, she changed because that's when her hands were serrated, right. and she's pulling him across the floor with those serrated serrated hands. So they must that's have true. some kind of grip. That's fair. Yeah. Or I don't know. No, you're right. You're I mean, right. Um, I 
did make a note before uh, the the dungeon um, when they were in the library, and they have to find the bat sonar. Uh, and she says, "Go to the vid library." That's what she said. I couldn't make out the what she was vid saying. library. It's very musty and dark. I was like, where is the vid library? Like, they have a separate room of VHS, or what is that? That's interesting. I, I couldn't make it out. That makes the, the, vid sense, the vid library. But all right, and I'm not an expert on bats or sonar. Can't you not hear sonar? That, I thought the same thing. I was okay. like, bat sonar is the thing the bats have. Right. <laughs> the Echo listening. Location. Right. Yeah. You need bat sounds. <laughs> okay, yeah, but yeah. Um, my note about the dungeon is, oh, she put straw down for them. Oh, that's true. Why is that? Why is the why she's very you know? Well, she's... Are they supposed to poop in there or what's that about the straw? Is it just for cushioning? I, I they can I, make a little nest. Blaine said when he's talking about how she's going to you know meet with yeah, them. Yeah. Um, eggs start shooting out of her. Yeah. And then she mates with you. That's that like was... a that's like a Mexican sex show right there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would have shown that. The egg they shooting. couldn't show that on the CW. Well, no, just the egg <laughs> shooting out of her. But <laughs> <laughs> while well, she was a bug. Uh huh. I, I just think that would have been right. interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like a. I think they did that in one of the alien movies where they show her. Oh. Right? Yeah. That's what I imagined it would look like. I think the one with Nona Ryder. Maybe, where uh, she's kind of. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I imagined it's like. Yeah. I have a something here. Um, I think it was Giles that yeah said recording bat sonar is like getting teeth drilled. Yeah. Fun fact about me. Yeah. I like the smell of teeth getting drilled. I don't know if I'd call that a fun fact. That's an interesting fact. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know where why. That comes from. I don't know. Something in your childhood. Man, you're messed up. Oh, yeah, that's messed up. I'll take it. Okay. Um, uh, they totally could have gone between the bars in that cage. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Suspend your disbelief. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. According to Mrs. French's personnel records, she's ninety years old. Who don't right? And so do they not? So they they got the permanent record on Buffy. They know everything about her, but they don't notice that the lady teaching biology is not ninety years old. Principal Flutie was very distracted. I suppose making sure that all of there's these... no touching. There's no touching, and the five kids who saw the body yes. go to counseling. I guess. No, that was that was that was bad. <laughs> and the real Mrs. French was very sweet. I I was wondering, ooh, is she gonna like turn into the evil Mrs. French? Like she had the she could shape shift or something? But no, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Maybe yeah. she becomes a praying man yeah. and starts shooting yeah. out yeah, you know, maybe. cobwebs. Yeah. <laughs> they were. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but when Buffy was pushing the pork guy down the street, yeah. Um, there was some bad dubbing. Like no, she's talking, notice. but it was. It she was wasn't bad. talking. Yeah, it it just sounded horrible. Mm. Um, no, I didn't notice that. Um, my next note is from when they're back at the bronze. Oh, so after they after they killed them. After yeah. Yeah. They're back at the bronze, and uh, she's having a nice big cup of tea. That's what it was. <laughs> I mean, she, she <laughs> a nice a... big mug of tea at the nightclub. She had a rough day. <laughs> a very rough day. What nightclub is serving hot tea? Never, it was the 90s. Yeah. Maybe tea was a big thing in California at that Maybe. time. No, yeah, I agree. Like, that, that could have just been water, a soda. And, yeah, yeah. Going back to Grease, too, when she was sitting there, just the way that her hair was was laying and the jacket, 
She reminded me of Stephanie Zanoni. Oh, yeah? From Grease 2. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, there's a lot of Grease 2 uh, undertones in this episode. Mm -hmm. All right. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, the last thing I have is eggs hatching in the closet. Oh, I thought it was under a desk, but yes. Eggs hatching in the classroom. Yes, in, in the classroom. Yes, what does it mean? Maybe it means that the uh, praying mantises will be back. Does it mean she'll be back? Is it her? I guess we will wait and see. All right. You could go for Xander again. <laughs> I hope he gets some this time. This time's going to be an apple martini. <laughs> okay. Or an espresso martini. We really didn't have that then. That's true. That wasn't a okay. thing. It's going to be a sex on the beach. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we will see what happens in the future. See if Ms. French returns. Okay. And we will see you next time on the Sunnydale Diaries. Bye.